unless you've been living under a rock the last few weeks or you're just visiting St. Rose today, you know that we're in the middle of a homily series. And today is part six. Can you believe it? Part six. My goodness. Called Weeds. We're called as disciples to bring in the harvest of God's sons and daughters that God's already been growing. This series is all about how we are called as a parish and as individuals to what? We're called to... Begins with an E. We're called to... Evangelize. We're called to evangelize to help people encounter Jesus, to know his love, to follow him, to be his disciples, to be part of that good harvest, the wheat that's brought into the barn. Now, in most of these homilies, I would give you kind of the practical takeaway at the end, but today we're going to flip the order. So what's the practical takeaway this week? What's your homework? It's this. Bring someone close to the Eucharist. Bring someone close to the Eucharist. The Eucharist is at the heart of the church. The Eucharist is Jesus Christ. We as his disciples, we gather around and we follow him. Jesus is found in his church, in the heart of the church. Literally, architecturally, Christ is the center. We gather around him, we worship him, we offer the sacrifice. And with everything in our lives, as Christians, as people of God, Jesus is at the center. How we spend our time, our relationships, how we spend our money, everything we do is centered around Christ. He's the source and the summit. He's everything. He's at the center of who we are in our church and as the church because we are the church of God. When you bring someone close to the Eucharist, you're therefore bringing them into the heart of Jesus' church. You're bringing them closer into the heart of the community of faith that Jesus established. And then it's so important because a lot of people, like Jesus, are attracted to Jesus, even desire Jesus, but they don't want the church. They want the king without the kingdom. They want the savior without the saved. And they forget that Jesus and the church cannot be separated. The fact is, Jesus only makes disciples through his church. Jesus only makes disciples through his church. For a lot of people, Jesus seems great, the church not so much. Years back, there was a famous YouTube video, it's got like 40 million views, called I Love Jesus But Hate Religion. Anybody see that? It's like a rap, it's a spoken word, very catchy, generated a lot of discussion, and that kind of really summed up what a lot of people kind of think, of like, I like Jesus, I do want to follow him, but the church is just something which is like stuck in the past, uh, kind of like these meaningless rituals. It's really just a bunch of rules that, that don't give you freedom. They just kind of bind you up. It makes you into a Pharisee. Like, who wants that? Didn't Jesus come to destroy all that and get past all that? And plus, the church is full of weeds. I don't want weeds in my field. Who here wants to grow a garden where there's all kinds of weeds of dandelions, of briars and thorns. Who wants to grow a garden like that in the Minnesota summer in your backyard? Nobody. You want only the good stuff, right? 
But the church, since Jesus even called the disciples, has weeds. What about the corruption of the church? What about the hypocrisy? What about some of their leaders? What about some of the scandals? But for us as evangelists, brothers and sisters, we must not fall into the temptation of trying to separate out the, the church from Jesus because of the weeds, because we will fail to evangelize if we make the church something that's separate or an accessory or something we even like make fun of. Jesus and his church are bride and bridegroom. It is king and kingdom, master and disciples. If we're gonna bring in the harvest, we have to not be afraid to bring people closer to the Eucharist and let them come into the church, even with the weeds around. Jesus says that he's going to take care of the weeds. There will be a judgment day. There will be justice. But as the weeds and the wheat grow together, you actually can't tell which is which so often. The wheat and the tares, or the wheat and the, the darnel, as the scripture talks about, when they're first growing, they look indistinguishable. It's only when fully mature you can tell, oh, this is actually good for food, and this is just fit for burning. And Christ says the angels will sort that out at the end of time. We have to be very careful that we don't pull up the good when we try and pull up the bad. There will be wheat and weeds in the church until the end of time. The question is, how do we walk together as a community of disciples Loving each other, striving to sow good seed. Remember, Christ only sows good seed with our words and actions. Pope Francis has this, this great little talk he gave a while back about how we do this. I think it's one of the hallmarks of his pontificate that he is constantly trying to share with the church. How do we walk together as brothers and sisters when it's hard and when there's weeds and when we are oftentimes sinful and we give in to our selfish desires or we see that happening in the church. So it's kind of a long quote, but bear with me. The Pope said, we are able to live this journey not only because of others, but together with others. In the church, there is no do-it-yourself, no free agents. One hears someone say, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, but I don't care about the church. And this is not good. There are those who believe they can maintain a personal, direct, and immediate relationship with Jesus Christ outside of the church. These are dangerous and harmful temptations. It's true that walking together is challenging and at times can be tiring. It can happen that this brother or that sister creates difficulties or even shocks us. But the Lord entrusted his message of salvation to a few human beings, to us all, a few witnesses. And it is in our brothers and sisters, with their gifts and limitations, that he meets us and makes himself known. Think about that. It's in our brothers and sisters, with our gifts and our limitations, that Christ comes to us and makes himself known. That's saying the church is not an obstacle 
to evangelization. The church isn't something that's like secondary or in the way that blocks people from Jesus. The church is how Jesus lets people come closer to him and have communion with him in his Eucharist. Even with the weeds. And then Pope Francis finishes with this little thing where it's kind of nice. He says, talks about first and last names. You know, so my first name is Mark, last name is Paveglio. He says, for the Christian, our first name, all of us, our first name is Christian, and our last name is belonging to the church. <laughs> He's always both. Christian, belonging to the church. Christian, belonging to the church. So if we want to bring in the harvest, we need to be people of the church, people who love the church, people who strive to be holy, people who realize that the church is actually the way in which people come to meet Jesus and be in union with him. There was another bishop who died in the year 258, Cyprian of Carthage. He was martyred for his faith. He kind of put this principle a little bit more briefly. He said, whoever does not have the church as mother cannot have God as father. It's pretty sharp, isn't it? Whoever does not have the church as mother cannot have God as father. But it's so true. Jesus makes disciples in and through his church. Friends, this week, for your homework, bring someone close to the Eucharist. And I'll give you three different ways you can kind of think about this, okay? First of all, you can bring someone close to the Eucharist by actually just inviting them to come with you to church. You've, some people have done this many times. Come with me to Mass. Come with me to St. Rosalima this weekend. You know, whatever you believe, just come with me. I love going here. It's my family. We have beautiful worship. Let them come with you to church. Come close to the Eucharist. Now, it's true that until someone is ready to publicly profess that they believe everything the Catholic Church teaches, they aren't yet ready to receive Holy Communion. They're not ready yet. But they can come and participate in every other way, in praying, worshiping, listening, being part of the community. So bring someone to the Eucharist by bringing them to church. Secondly, some people, that's a big step for them. Secondly, bring someone close to the Eucharist by bringing them to our chapel. We have our chapel of perpetual adoration just two buildings down. It's beautiful. We're going to dedicate that at the end of August, actually, with Bishop Eisen. And there, Jesus in the Eucharist is enthroned on the altar. He's enthroned there. And when people go into that chapel for a quiet moment, a moment of rest, a moment of prayer, they're coming into the heart of the church, coming close to the Eucharist, to Jesus. And even if someone doesn't believe that that is actually Christ under the signs of bread, it's amazing how many people over the years I've talked to who have gone into that chapel and they realize there's some kind of presence there that's different. What's happening is when they're sitting before the host on the altar, it's like radiation therapy. Jesus is just shining his grace on them. And they're filling, he's filling that person with love. And they begin to sense it. They begin to come closer into the heart of the church and become part of the harvest because someone's invited them to come close to the Eucharist. So that's the second thing you can do. Finally, if you want to bring someone close to the Eucharist, invite them to participate with you in the works of mercy. Feeding the hungry, 
taking care of the homeless, helping the needy wherever you find them. That can be in one of the many ministries we have at St. Rosalima. It could just be in something that you do yourself. Invite someone to come with you and to serve. Because even though you aren't drawing them close to the Eucharistic sacramental presence of Jesus, when you're serving others and loving them out of the love of Christ, you are living out the Eucharist in your person. You're living a Eucharistic life. And people who may never darken the doors of a church or even come to the chapel, if you say to them, hey, let's go help some people together, a lot of people will say, yeah, I want to do that. And that's how they begin to meet Jesus, who's drawing them into communion in the Eucharist, the deepest, most profound love there is in the universe. And really for us, when we receive the Eucharist, we can't just leave this church unchanged. We can't receive the Eucharist time and time again and not let that be expressed in concrete deeds of love. Because if we never do that, we're just becoming weeds. We're exhausting the soil without any fruit. We have to become a people who draw close to the Eucharist ourselves and then go forth to love and forth to serve. And that is part of evangelization. So this week, brothers and sisters, your homework is to bring someone close to the Eucharist. Bring someone one step closer to the Eucharist. Bring someone deeper to the heart of the church where Jesus is. He never makes disciples without his church. He loves his church. It's his body and his bride. We are his people. We are the co-workers in the field who he sends out to bring in the harvest. The Eucharist gives us the strength and the power to do that, the love to do that. So let's receive this Eucharist today. Let's go forth. And this week, let's bring someone else, maybe just a little bit closer, in the heart of the church, to Jesus in the Eucharist.